today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Uh, right now, while well, uh, Mike Pence, the U.S. Vice President, was in Ottawa yesterday pledging solidarity when it comes to uh, trade, especially with the new NAFTA deal, uh, his boss was uh, whacking Mexico with another tariff, or at least threatening to, and he says he's going to do it in the next couple of weeks, which actually is, is getting some people now to really wonder whether or not this deal is actually going to happen because uh, Mexico seems to be backtracking a little bit. Let's uh, bring Ian Lee into the conversation from the Spot School of Business at Carleton University. Uh, good morning, Ian. How are you today? Doing just fine, thank you. Uh, it's it's one thing to have the U.S. VP up here talking about this and saying, look, we really want to get this done. Can you help us? Uh, and he gets back on the plane and finds out his boss is whacking Mexico with tariffs. This is, this is the, the right hand not knowing what the left hand is doing. Yeah, well, I wonder how many people he did speak to. He might have just, this might just have been... Um um, thought up by by Trump himself yeah. without um, uh, speaking to any of his uh, officials. Uh, I know uh, from what I've read, and it's been widely reported uh, that Trump has been very unhappy for essentially since he became president over the entire issue of illegal immigration. In fact, he got rid of his homeland security uh, person, uh, minister, uh, what we would call cabinet minister, cabinet secretary, uh, because he didn't think she was uh, cracking down hard enough that she wasn't aggressive enough. Um, I'm just trying to present the numbers here. I'm not at all obviously taking sides in this. The numbers are up. The numbers of illegal migrants are uh, coming into the states is up. And they're coming in from the southern border, uh, from countries that are going through Mexico, from Guatemala and countries south of Mexico. So in other words, they're passing through Mexico to the Mexico-American, Mexican-American border, and then entering illegally into the into the states. And so Trump has been increasingly frustrated, partly because the Democratic Congress uh, would not pass, uh, give him the money uh, to uh, put, um, to build, uh, to extend the wall and to put more security on the wall. And so he's been looking for different ways to try to get at the issue. And uh, so he's decided, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, uh, that he wants to hit uh, Mexico where it hurts. He doesn't feel that they have done enough to stop illegals from entering Mexico and using Mexico as a transit to the United States. So, because the uh, Mexican uh, economy is so completely dependent on the U.S., they're very vulnerable um, because they, uh, they export so much, it's in the hundreds of billions of dollars, and, and of course, lots of jobs. So, what Trump is doing is saying, okay, I'm going to get you where it hurts, I'm going to get you in the pocketbook, uh, because if I put tariffs on, it's going to really throw a wrench into your economy in a country that's very poor relative to the states and where there's a lot of unemployment. So, I mean, that's what he's, that's what he's up to. Whether it's the appropriate thing to do or whether it's fair is a different question. Well, let's talk about the, the, the propriety, impropriety. I, I, I would think a lot of people are going to view this as, Ian. Uh, first of all, here he is again using tariffs as a weapon, uh, which has, really has nothing to do with trade. I mean, he's trying to punish Mexico for, for something altogether different. Uh, and, and this is not the first time he's done that. You're absolutely right. In fact, uh, there's even people in his own party, uh, Senator Grassley, who's a very senior Republican uh, from uh, the Midwest, uh, has publicly criticized Trump for, he said, uh, mixing up uh, immigration and border control with trade. Um, he says they're not, he says this was never the intent. The emergency measures granted to the president um, under an emergency powers act, he said, were never intended to address illegal immigration. And tr- uh, Trump is using his authority to impose these tariffs not under NAFTA, but he's using the an act of Congress that was passed, uh, the emergency um, 
um, Emergency Measures Act, basically. And and so um, there is already a lot of pushback. By the way, starting with the business community. Uh, the business community is uh, really, really worried because this is going to profoundly disrupt uh, supply chains. And... Um, and that is what he is, uh, what the business community is really, really worried about. And uh, it's going to, uh, you know, because they, they stuff goes back and forth across the border uh, with these global uh, supply chains. Uh, it goes back and forth across the border uh, several times. And so when you do this, this is going to really throw a wrench into not just the Mexican economy, but into a lot of American companies that are um, that are on the uh, you know located in the states and and shipping back and forth. So th- there's a lot of pushback already, and it'll be seen remain to be seen whether or not the Italy upheld them. Uh, you know, Congress can, if I'm not mistaken, um, and I'm not a legal scholar on the on the authority of the Congress, but I believe that they could pass a. Um, um, uh, a resolution or a, uh, of some sort that would uh, prevent him from um, uh, doing uh, imposing these tariffs. So it, it, it yet to be seen if this is going to happen. Yeah, but the other element to this is you've been telling us for years uh, to do with tariffs, and I think we've articulated before, there's only about five people in North America that seem to think tariffs are a good thing, but four of them work for the the Trump White House, uh, Navarro and Wilbur Ross and a couple of other guys, the Lighthizer, I guess, is in that category as well. Yeah. But But the reasoning is, of course, as you've told us, Ian, it's the American consumer that's going to pay the tariff. I mean, the cost just gets passed on to the goods they're going to want to buy. Precisely. I mean, that, that, that's why I've always been against tariffs and why I think most people that study trade are against tariffs, is that they fall on your consumers. I mean, the consumers of the country that is issuing the tariffs, imposing the tariffs. So, you know, it's sort of like I'm going to punch myself in the nose to, to, um, to get the, you know, to hit back at the other guy. Well, why are you punching yourself in the face then? Um, and uh, now, Trump believes that the yeah i mean he understands tariffs fall on 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 uh, his own consumers but i think he believes that the loss of business to the other side meaning to the countries and companies that are exporting from mexico or china or what have you are going to feel the pain as well and so he believes that it's worth it uh, i'm much more skeptical and uh, and and more importantly, for seventy, eighty, ninety years since the end, well, eighty years, I guess, since the end of the Second World War, we uh, all our Western countries and Western institutions, World Trade Organization, the UN, it's all been geared, and individual countries have been geared towards the reduction and elimination of tariffs because they're they're seen as harmful. They they're a drag on the economy. They slow down the economy. They create additional unemployment. And all of this is seen as not a good thing. So, you know, that's why there's a reason why, uh, you know, we've been working so hard for 80 years to get rid of tariffs. Along comes Trump and, and uh, throws the whole thing into, into chaos uh, uh, by this because he likes it because he, it's instantaneous. Uh, I was reading a very nice analysis in the New York Times. They were saying, well, he likes it, the tariffs because he can put them on very, very quickly whereas other types of response by the president can take months, if not years, to take effect because of all the red tape and the bureaucracy and so forth. Whereas tariffs are, he has the executive authority in certain instances to put them on, and they take effect almost immediately. And so there's an immediate impact. And so he likes that, uh, you know, instantaneousness of it. You know, hey, I'm the big uh, guy. I'm going to, you know, do something here to make uh, to make something happen. And you announce it, and kaboom, seven days later, uh, the tariffs are imposed, and, and you have... Uh, you have an impact occurring. 
So I think that's why it's attractive to him. Uh, but as I said, it's, it's, not, it's not good for the economy. And the other thing, too, very quickly, is there's a lot of signals in the states right now and in Canada with the inverted yield curve, and I don't want to go into the weeds, but suffice to say it's a metric that is a warning, a signal of a looming recession. Not saying it guarantees a recession, but it's a clue, an indicator. And, and so you would think that with a recovery that's so long in the tooth, now the oldest recovery in American history, that you wouldn't want to be playing uh, with, with the risking the um, putting this uh, recovery, uh, bringing it to an end when he's up for re-election. I mean, if he's in a recession by the time of next year, uh, you know, the record of presidents being re-elected in recessions is not good. Absolutely not. Uh, to that end, though, Ian, uh, th- this imposition of tariffs, which is supposed to happen June 12th, according to what uh, he's yeah. tweeting, of course, uh, What's this do to the NAFTA deal? Uh, because obviously, if Mexico is going to get whacked with this thing, uh, the, now you know. I mean, Trudeau has already said, okay, he's got a majority government; he can push this thing through before they break yeah. for the summer. And I'm sure that's what they're going to do. Uh, not so easy down in the states, and uh, Mexico may just say, you know what, we're just going to hit the pause button ourselves here. Does, does, um, this, does this does this hurt the chances of getting this thing ratified? I don't think it'll hurt the, from the side of from the Mexican side paradoxically. And that's because, in fact, the new president has already spoken. He says, no, 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 we're not going to retaliate, and no, we're not going to uh, 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 put NAFTA on hold, because Mexico is so completely dependent on the U.S. economy. It would be very, very counterproductive of Mexico to, um, to say, you know, we're not going to uh, pass this, um, because they are so dependent. There are so many jobs on the line. What's going to be much more interesting is in the U.S. Congress. I mean, the Democrats are looking for any reason not to pass it because they don't want to give a victory to Donald Trump. And this certainly looks like a good opportunity to throw a wrench into Donald Trump's uh, wagon. Uh, But then that's offset by the fact that this is about immigration. And immigration is a red-hot issue in the United States. It is nothing like it is in Canada. You know, we debate at the odd time, and, you know, people, you know, get a little bit excited, but it's, you know, there's a broad consensus in Canada over immigration. The Americans for the last, I'd say, 30 years, since roughly the 80s, um, maybe that's 40 years, uh, uh, have been really uh, 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 very upset, and there's very different points of view. Um, there's those that want the, the border to be enforced much more aggressively. Uh, they want very large walls built. It's not just Donald Trump. There's lots of people that agree with Donald Trump. And then there's others. I mean, you have people in the Democratic Party who are setting up sanctuary cities um, and, and organizations whose job is to essentially help the illegals avoid being caught by the uh, enforcement authorities that uh, crack down on illegal immigration. So, I mean, it's very, very... Um, very two very very different points of view. What's that got to do with NAFTA? Well, if if she and Nancy Pelosi, the leader of the Democrats in the Congress, holds up the NAFTA vote because of this latest threat uh, round of uh, threatened tariffs against Mexico, you can bet that Donald Trump is going to say, "See, those Democrats they support illegal immigration. They don't want to crack down on illegal immigration because he's he's going to say he's already said it. I'm doing this to put pressure on Mexico to stop the flow of illegal immigrants coming through their country to our border." So, I think he's going to use it to hit the Democrats over the head if they hold back on on voting on NAFTA. So, right now I would say it's murky it's very cloudy. I'm not sure whether or not this is a 
uh, bizarre as it may seem, I'm not sure that this is going to hold back the passage of NAFTA, uh, because it would be playing into Donald Trump's hands, I think, if the Democrats were to do that. Except that there's bipartisan anger about this, too. I mean, you mentioned Senator yeah. Grassley a few minutes ago. He is, of course, a Republican, yes. uh, very much against uh, tariffs, as are an awful lot of other, uh, of, of the senators and yes. congressmen on, on both political stripes right now. So he's, he's, got, a, he's got some challenges there. I agree with you completely because uh, the the key here, again, ironically, because we both for the last six months everyone thought, and I'm one of them, thought it was all about the Democrats. But the notwithstanding that Trump is the president, he's a Republican president, of course. There are a lot of pro-business. I mean, all of the Republican senators and congressmen are pro-business and pro-free trade. I've never seen or read or heard of a Republican congressman who is opposed to trade. There are people in the Democratic Party, but not the Republican. And and the business community is already, just in a space of 24 hours, is mobilizing like crazy to push back against what Trump is threatening. And I'm talking the Chamber of Commerce and some very big business groups and some very large corporations, including the auto industry corporations, are already mobilizing. So it may not be, quote, Nancy Pelosi that uh, brings uh, Trump around to back off. It may be the business community writ large and the Republicans in Congress. Uh, which is going to be an interesting dynamic. You're right. I mean, Pelosi can just really simply say, I'm taking a back seat on this one and let these other people do all the dirty work for her. Exactly. Exactly. And and, and this is not, um, again, this is, this is a, because it's such a bread and butter issue for the, for the business community, I'm talking in the business committee with their global supply chains, you know, where you source bits and pieces of the, of the thing you're making, whether it's a computer or whether it's an iPhone or whether it's an automobile, you source bits and pieces in different parts of the world. And, and because of NAFTA, the, we have created essentially uh, 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 supply chains uh, between Canada, U.S., and Mexico. And the figure I saw that has been quoted quite frequently is that the bits and pieces in a car cross back and forth seven times before the car is finally built, or light truck. So cars and light trucks. Well, the moment you start putting something like that in, it completely disrupts the, the whole business model of this industry, which is a huge industry. We're talking automobile manufacturing, a light truck and truck manufacturing. And Toyota has already expressed concern this morning. So is Honda, because they have plants in Mexico, uh, GM and Ford and Chrysler. So he's, he's, um, he's, going, he's generating on this particular round a lot of anger, a lot of pushback, and some uh, new enemies. But I guess he thinks, I'm assuming he thinks, he, Trump, thinks that the issue of illegal immigration is such a hot-button issue that he, I think, is assuming that the benefits of what he's threatening exceed the costs, although he may be wrong. Yeah, well, <laughs> pushback and uh, new enemies, that's kind of like the new normal in the States these days, I guess. Ian, we're yes. just about out of time. Thanks so much for lifting the fog on this and giving us some clarity. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Ian Lee from the uh, Sprott School of Business at Carleton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.